0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me, Kenton, and my main man, Grayson, is in the building again. And folks, we are going to talk some hoops today. Our men's and women's basketball teams seem to be trending in opposite directions. Our men's team finally figuring out some things and getting it rolling in the right direction. And we said that the clock was about to strike midnight and the, the, the glass carriage was about to turn into a pumpkin for Kevin Keats. And somehow those guys have figured it out. And our women's basketball team, on the other hand, has lost three of their last five. We don't know what is going on. We are trying to figure it out. But at this moment, we just don't understand. Stick with us as we talk all things Wolfpack basketball and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack.
1: You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So, Grayson, here we are today, preparing, gearing up for our men's team to take on Miami at home after what can only be described as a, a heartbreaking letdown in the second half and against Miami uh, last time we played them. But coming off of two pretty good wins back to back here, um, we're looking at a situation where we're saying to ourselves, what is this team? How good are they? How good can they be, right? You you obviously are supposed to be the Louisville, but to beat Duke by twice as much as what you beat Louisville by is uh, kind of crazy. And then you go up to Blacksburg and you beat Virginia Tech. And now you got Miami coming to the PNC. Give me your synopsis of this game. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, so this is another big one. Uh, Like I said the last couple episodes, each win we've kind of gathered here is making the next game a little bit bigger and bigger. Um, Going up into Blacksburg and coming away with the win was enormous. Um, The first half of that game felt like a carryover from the Duke Duke game. Uh, We kind of came out and took it right to them unfortunately the second half was a little bit shaky but we did come out with the w so we got some ice cream paint job uh after that up in blacksburg but miami coming into town tomorrow uh, recording this on friday night so they are coming tomorrow at noon uh and we owe them one we owe them one from the last time we saw them we let that one slip away we had a 16 point lead at one point in that game and just couldn't couldn't put the ball in the bucket uh for much of the second half and you let a team like Miami hang around for long enough, they're going to figure out how to beat you. So we got to figure out how to beat them tomorrow. And it's 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 got to happen. I mean, ACC, coming away with those two wins against Duke and Virginia Tech, we've kind of sorted ourselves back to maybe the middle of the pack per se. A win against Miami would really get us feeling good moving forward because we have, I don't want to call them cupcakes, but we have a Georgia Tech team on the horizon. They are not a good team. Kevin Keats, for some reason, has uh, – Georgia Tech has been like his bugaboo. He can't beat Georgia Tech. I hope that uh, – I hope we end that this year. But it could all start – we could really get it rolling. We get a win streak started with a big dub tomorrow uh, with Miami here in Raleigh.
0: And, and I'm going to tell you this. This is the reason why I could definitely see the this, this win happening for us and pulling off this upset here. This is a, a Miami team that at multiple points this season – despite their depth, despite how good Isaiah Wong is, right, in contention for ACC Player of the Year, there have been multiple times where they've just either not shown up or played down to their opponents. Or what? And, and I know some people are going to say, what do you mean played down? Beating UCF by two points. Beating Rutgers by seven. Beating Cornell 107 to 105. Again, the game against NC State, they trailed a vast majority of that game. That was not a game that they dominated in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Losing to a bad Georgia Tech team. This is a team that we have seen at multiple points have those games where it's just like, "Eh, I mean, I guess we'll play if we have to. But they just, for whatever reason, don't look the same. And this is an NC State team that, again, Coach Keats better be coaching for his life. He better be coaching for his job. He better be coaching because that's what he's doing right now. That's what's at stake here. Obviously not his life, right? We're we're obviously going to let him leave Riley completely intact if he cannot get us to where we need to be as a program. Fair enough. That is not – Grayson and I are not those fans. We're not those alums. We're not those people. With that being said, he is coaching for his uh, job here. And, again, this is is a a situation that you look at and you say to yourself – this is a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity. Most people have us comfortably inside the tournament right now, but you don't know what's going to occur between now and March. You don't know, and so you need to take advantage of every time you have the opportunity to get an upset against a big team. And and let me say this: when me and you talked after the Duke game, we said that we have to. The goal is to no longer have upsets. That's the goal. That's the goal. If Clemson beats a team in the ACC in terms of football, is it an upset ever? No. It's what you're supposed to do. Obviously, at some point in time, we want that for Coach Keats and his team. But we're not there yet. So the best we can do at this moment is keep upsetting these teams until folks look up and say, wait a minute. Is NC State a good team? And that's what we're aiming for. That is that is realistically what we're looking at uh, right now in terms of this NC State team and getting done what needs to be done. So, in preparation for this game, Grayson, I, I do Ken's keys during football. Grayson, tell us your keys to winning this game uh, against Miami tomorrow.
1: Like I mentioned, when we uh, after we had beaten Duke, and I said it felt like a repeatable performance. How about we repeat it tomorrow, please? Uh, mm-hmm. If we come out with that defensive intensity, we come out with the playmaking from Kell, from Terquavion, Casey, uh, Casey Smith, Casey Morcell has been in the fray. DJ Burns been mixing it up in the paint. If we come out and just throw the kitchen sink at them, and then keyword is finish. Uh, you mentioned we we led for most of that game the first time we played them. We led for thirty two of forty minutes, and we lost that game. Have to finish tomorrow. Have to finish. Uh,
0: Good. And this is a second half team. This 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 Miami team is a second half team. That's who they are. Again, when they play those teams where they just come in and, uh, I don't really feel like it today. The way that they win most of those games is by coming out in the second half and performing well. You rarely ever see them get up on a team big, and then all of a sudden down the stretch, they're like, uh, okay, the haze in the bar. no no, 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 it's always the exact opposite. So for me, I think that the goal here should be to get out to a hot start, jump out, jump on them early, and at that point in time, don't take your foot off their neck. Don't take your foot off their neck. Get out to a good hot start. And at that point in time, when they're when they come out sluggish and lethargic, make them pay for it. Make it so that they look up and they say, wait a minute. We're we're supposed to be this is the point where we're supposed to turn it on, right, guys? Oh yeah, NC State's not letting us. Sorry. We we can't. We can't. We we ran out. Get somebody else to do it. We can't. We there's no rally to be found here. Because if not, again, we'll see a very similar situation. We'll see a very, very similar situation. To me, anytime you go into, anytime you're looking at a situation where you got a double-digit lead against a, you know, top whatever team in the nation. I believe at that time they were what top fifteen team I think in the nation.
1: Fifteen, yeah. It was on the road too. It was in Miami. We had them exactly. You go up
0: 16, 18 points, whatever the case may be. You should never be looking at a, a, a point where you're saying to yourself, oh yeah, well, the hay's in the barn and you know we can just kind of go iso ball the rest of the way. No, you can't. You can't. You still need to run plays. You still need to run sets. You still need to, don't forget who brought you to the dance and especially in terms of that defensive intensity you were talking about. A majority of the turnovers came in the first half. A majority of what they did in terms of, in terms of uh, forcing them into bad long shots came in the first half and then all of a sudden, we couldn't stop anybody from getting to the rim. Wong and Miller, anytime they wanted to get to the rim, congratulations. We rolled out the red carpet and let them on by. So this is, again, DJ Burns is going to be a key to me. We all know about the uh, footwork. We all know about the silky smooth touch and all that. But him as a shot blocker, him as a rim protector, it's going to be important in this game. It's going to be very important to uh, get some rim protection against a team where the thing that Isaiah Wong does best when he's coming downhill with that ball in his right hand, oh, it's a problem. It's a headache. If our guards can stay in front of him, if Jaquavian Smith and Jarquel Joyner can stay in front of him, if Casey Morsell and uh, – is, is Jack Clark back? Is he back yet? Or
1: I haven't I heard know. anything. It'd be nice okay. to have him back, but I haven't, nice. I haven't heard if It'd he'll be, be back or not.
0: It'd be very nice, right? Like, he may not be able to shoot the ball well, but you know what? He tries really hard. And that's that's a crazy thing to say, like, oh, that's a great thing in today's game. But it is. He's a high effort guy, he's a long guy, and that's that's all you want to see. So long story short, we believe that the that the pack can pull this off. But again, my keys start early, start fast, don't take your foot off the neck. Grace's key, keep up the defensive intensity and finish. We will see how this game turns out. And uh, if we end up getting a dub here, you know. We'll see. We'll see. Again, at the end of the day, when you look back and say, what was this season? Was it was it a a type of season that not only saved Coach Keats's job here, but kind of took us to the next level? This will be one of those games that you could potentially look back at along with the Duke game to say that was when state announced we had arrived. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, that this this is that type of game for the pack. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. And hopefully you are getting into some built bar pretty soon. Built Bar is a delicious treat. And if you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, Healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built so good? Well, for starters, they've got 100%. Uh, chocolate that they're covered in. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. So make sure that you go ahead to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up your Built Bar. If you can't go there, make sure you go to built.com. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So, Grayson, we're talking about the men's team and kind of figuring it out, getting a big role win against uh, Virginia Tech, get a big win in the PNC against Duke, and now we've got to go over to our women's team where we don't know what's going on. This is tough. I've, I'm not used to seeing this from our women's team, and and we all knew. We all knew after last year that there would be a little bit of an adjustment, Right? Like, I I think that nobody thought to themselves. I said that this team had the potential to be better, but some of the ways that we're struggling right now, again, in our last five, two, and three, uh, with a loss coming at home to Duke and a loss coming at home to Boston College as well, and the thrashing on the road against Florida State being our most recent game, what do you think is going on with this team?
1: I mentioned, uh, I believe it was the last episode, where it, This was a team that looks like they're having the growing pains of missing our four stars from last year. Yeah, this is a team that is having growing pains uh, from missing our four stars this past year. Mm-hmm. The UVA the win was great. Uh, we shot our season best of the year. I believe it was 57%. Everything we wanted, we got. We out-rebounded them. We defended well. We put the ball in the basket. Really not much more you could ask for a win. The Florida State loss we watched last night was almost the complete opposite of that, where we got smoked. <laughs> Florida State, they ha- they shot their season high, which I believe was 56%. Uh, we couldn't do much of anything. They came they came right out the gates and took it to us, and we were like, whoa, okay, Florida State. Y'all nice this year. All right, we're going to let y'all have it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We It didn't look like we wanted to be there after the first quarter. Um, Debbie Antonelli, who's who's on the ESPN call, who was a PAC women's alum, very critical on air of the team's effort, uh, focus, attitude. Wes Moore's been very critical. Uh I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it by no means are we giving up hope because this is a very talented team, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. However, uh, I believe it was naive, a bit naive of us uh to think it is the same caliber of the teams we've seen the last couple of years. Um, but we're going to have to see some heart here one way or another. They're going to have to find it within themselves uh, to get going again, because we got, they go on the road to uh, Chapel Hill. So you better show up for that one.
0: I hate to have to do this and I hate to keep doing this, but it must be done. It must be done. I am again, looking at our seniors, looking at our seniors and in particular two seniors Jada Boyd, Jaquia Brown Turner. I do not know what is going on there. I, I really don't. I really and truly don't. But, in those three losses, in those three losses that we've taken in our last five, those two are shooting a combined 13 of 46. I don't care who you are or what you have going on. If you're dealing with a team like ours that is very transfer heavy, if you're dealing with a team like ours to where you have nights where your entire starting five basically have all transferred in, right, you know, you're going to look at, or not not your entire starting five, but four of your starting five are transfers. You're going to look at your seniors to set the tone. You're going to look at the people who've been in the program for three, four, five years to set the tone. And right now, they aren't doing it. They aren't doing it. Again, this is, I am not making this up. I am not lying. Against Florida State, Boyd and Turner combined for zero points, 0 for nine. Zero 0 for nine. Against, um, against Boston College, Boyd and Turner, com- Boyd and Brown Turner combined for six of 15. Now, that's very misleading because Jada Boyd was 6 of 12 for 20 points. Shakia Brown-Turner, 0 of 3. Four personal fouls, two turnovers, one assist, two rebounds. Against um, Duke, you go look at that game. And those two combined for 7 of 22. 7 of 22. I, I, you're not... Again, at the end of the day, unless it becomes clear, unless somebody else steps up to be a def- to be the definitive leaders that are night in night out leaders, because that's what you look to your seniors for. Your seniors, you don't expect them to be the most talented players on the team all the time. It's it's just not realistic. That's not how it works. But what is realistic is that your seniors are the flag bearers of the culture. Your seniors are flag bearers of This is who we are. This is our identity, right? If you're looking at, for example, uh, before Mike Leach got there for years and years and years, when people thought about Mississippi State, they thought about a physical team. That even if you won the game because they weren't going to be the most talented, you were going to be bruised up, lumped up in the ice tub afterwards. Because that's who they were. That's their identity. You don't rely on transfers and young players to set that tone. It's the older, it's the elder statesmen that do that. It's the elder statesmen that do that. If you go and look at, you know, plenty of teams from around the country that have very, very set identities, you don't get those set identities from transfers and from young players because they don't know. They haven't been there long enough. The seniors, again, I'm looking at y'all, and I'll say the same thing for any sport where we're failing where we have an established identity, at least. Because I'm going to tell you, if basketball is failing this year, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't look at the seniors because, I mean, hey, we, we didn't have an identity before. We we just didn't. But our our women's basketball team has had an identity for a while of a group that's going to play some very hard defense. They're going to be locked in, and they're going to be able to take that defense, convert it into offense, and make some threes. That's what we know. going to be high effort, high intensity on defense, they're going to make it tough on you defensively, and then offensively they're going to knock down some threes and space it out. That's what you know. Right now, we don't know that. We don't know the, the and I'm not even talking about the three-point shooting part, I'm talking about the effort and intensity part. We don't know that this team is going to show up and be locked in and ready to go every night. We just don't. So that's the part of this that's most disappointing to me because I could live with a lack of talent. A lack of effort, however, is like, It's a it's a bizarre world type of moment.
1: That's right. If I told you uh, before the season that going into the second week of January, the men's team and the women's team were going to have the same record, what would you say?
0: I I would tell you the same thing that I would say now. I don't know whether to be excited or concerned. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Did our men's team get better overnight, or did our women's team get worse? Or, are, you know, where are we meeting? Are we meeting on the high end on the women's level? Are we meeting on the men's level? Where are we meeting? And yet, here we are with those two teams having the same record. So, you know, hopefully, both teams come out this weekend with a win, and they continue to be on the track of having the same record. But it's it's again just one of those moments where you kind of scratch your head and go, "This is not. We're not playing at a low enough level of ball to where like." do y'all really want to be here? Like you women have worked extremely hard to get to this point. Why not lock in and do it now? You know, that's, that's the part that's kind of, kind of, you know, upsetting for me. And again, more so than anybody else. Now, as time goes on, of course, there will be a difference in, in who I'm looking at. Right. As time goes on, of course, I'm going to start looking at Diamond Johnson more like, yeah, you're a transfer, but you've been here for three years. Uh, Saniah rivers. Yeah, you're a transfer, but you've been here long enough. Like, well, technically you're a transfer. Eh, You've been here. You've been. But at this point in time, when those players have one and two years in the program, when Isaiah James is still, has only been in the program for two years, when we're looking at what we're looking at, at the end of the day, I'm going to look at the seniors first and say certain things. Again, I can understand just a bunch of teams getting hot and you doing everything you can. And they're just, but it's it's, to not be locked in. It's just, you know, that's a tough one. We'll be right back after we get a quick word from our sponsors to land this thing. So in, in ending this, I want to ask two questions and I want to get your honest opinion here. First things first, can the men's team sustain this success? Can they sustain what we've seen these past couple games?
1: Yes, uh, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, You know, it's going to start with this tough Miami team coming in, but, you know you gotta you gotta play Georgia Tech. I believe it's twice, but it's one. The first time's after the Miami game. We gotta run into Chapel Hill twice. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta travel to Duke at some point. We gotta see Boston College once or twice. These are all winnable games. I really don't get caught up too much in like the net ratings and the the quadrants of wins in January. I kind of have like an old man approach where I just say just go win the game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean. It, it's kind of that simple. Just go win the game. You've shown what you can do offensively and defensively against Duke, on the road against Virginia Tech. We hung with Kansas in that game. We we, uh, we kept it pretty close with them. You've shown you have the capability to be a very good basketball team. You just got to stay consistent with it and finish these games. When you get a big lead against a Miami, you got to close that out. You yeah. have to. Yeah. Uh, they, they've shown – the ability to have those repeatable Duke performances. Um, so, yeah, moving forward, if you win the games you're supposed to win, well, supposed to win, air quotes, you will find yourself in the tournament. But you got to show up night in, night out, and compete. you got to show the heart, the hustle. I, one more thing real quick. I want to make sure that Greg Gant is getting the attention he deserves.
0: Yeah. Him stepping yeah. in.
1: He plays like a bull in a China shop, but for some reason, it works. Yeah.
0: Offensively,
1: I get I get nervous when he touches the ball on offense. However, enough. he will rebound with the best of them. He will go get you a board. He will get a steal. He will sometimes get a block. He has been all over the place just causing a ruckus, and it's been working. So shout out to Greg Gant. Um, I can't shout out Grant without uh, also shout outing. Shout outing, shouting out uh, Ebenezer Dewona. a bit of the same. He's come in and he's put his time in with uh, Mahorcic out, and now Jack Clark has been out for the past couple of games. Those two guys have really stepped up and provided some key minutes, uh, not so much offensively, but big time on the defensive end with their defensive just presence, just being a big body, altering shots, getting the steals, coming down with the boards. They have been humongous. You really can't ask for much more, maybe offensively, but you can't ask for much more that they've stepped up with, uh, with the absence of a couple of key players. So, uh, looking forward to getting Jack Clark back, and then uh, also Morehartage down the down the street eventually. Maybe even some Isaiah Miranda. That's been kind of uh, lurking in the shadows.
0: You not know, sure was, we may
1: or may not see him. Um,
0: been you know, it real hard to find out any information I can about what's going on there. And, and it's been real
1: hush hush. But uh, yeah, hopefully. Really,
0: white lipped as can be about him. I'm just like, geez, the, the Secret Service couldn't even get no information out of y'all about this man.
1: What's going on? I, yeah. I can only imagine what a what a boost he could be if we see him this year. But got to keep this train rolling, and uh, tomorrow's a big opportunity. It's, you know, for, for the stat nerds out there, it's a quad, Quadrant One game. So hmm. you, you pick that up. That'll look good on that resume for sure. I mean, they're a ranked
0: opponent. If a ranked opponent ain't Quad One, I, I would like to know what Quad One is, you know? But anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out. We hope that these teams both get wins on, uh, on this weekend. The men's team playing Saturday afternoon, the women's team playing Sunday. We will see, and we will come back to you and tell you exactly what we think all about it. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go pack. Go pack. <laughs>
1: our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.